Hey guys, welcome. We're your hosts, Hayley Young and Amy Keeble. Our heart is to encourage you, add joy to your life and be a small reminder that you're not in this crazy motherhood journey alone. We have each other and most importantly, we have God every moment, every day. This is our village. Hi, Amy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We are um, currently on Anzac Day. Yes. Public holiday. Second public holiday. Do you say happy Anzac Day? I don't know. It's one of those ones that it's a bit confusing for holidays or remembrance days like this because it's not a happy thing, but it's a significant no, but thing. There's a gratefulness to mm. it, I guess. Because I work in social media, I often have to write posts about various different international days and stuff. And I often come mm-hmm. a- across this issue being like, how do you word the greeting part of mm. the day? Like, do you say happy Anzac Day? Like that's all that comes to mind. It often takes yeah. me a long time with those posts because you want to be sensitive. I've never but... thought about this before. Mm, yeah. But you have interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and for those that aren't in Australia or New Zealand, mm-hmm. I don't know if we have any New Zealand listeners actually. Mm, we'll have to look at the insights. statistics. Yeah. Because we both have some community and friends in Europe and America. We know that in Canada, mm-hmm. we know there are some listeners on that side of the world. Um, But Anzac Day is remembering the Australian and New Zealand troops that have fought in World War One, World War Two, and the other wars over the years. Mm, Yeah. So happy Anzac Day. (laughs) If you do know, if you have a good idea, please send it through. Please comment on the post because I would love some help future work. Working working in the corner with Amy. (laughs) What did you guys get, get up to on your long weekend? Uh, nothing too special. I, like we saw some friends mm. and um, spent some time just doing stuff around the house. But we've had two long weekends in a row. So yes. last weekend for Easter, we had Good Friday and Easter Monday off. And then this weekend, we've had Anzac Day being the Monday off. And oh my gosh, it is so nice to mm-hmm. have been home for those extra days. Um Part of me thinks, oh, we should have taken advantage of them and got away for the weekend. But it's also just really nice to be at home Absolutely. and relax and yeah. just have been home for everyday life. Uh, it's been really nice. Mm. How about you guys? Yeah, we're the same. Just really chill. I don't fully get public holidays off because I work for mm-hmm. myself. So I tend to do a little bit of work anyway, which is something I need to work on. My work, mm-hmm. work-life balance a little bit. But it is really nice to kind of have the pressure of the working week delayed mm-hmm. by a day or two so yeah we just chills and I think having two in a row as well this one's been a lot less kind of structured than last weekend when we had Easter celebrations mm-hmm. with family so yeah but uh, you know it's a good indication of I think in the UK I think it's the UK they're about to trial a four-day work week I don't know if I've said mm-hmm. that on the podcast but holy cow no, like how so. good would that be to have that kind of work-life balance have that extra mm-hmm. day I actually was talking to Ben just the other week and he is in a fortunate position where um he has his own business but Mm. I said I think it would be really great to um once a month to have Mm -hmm. a Monday or a Friday off where we can do a family activity yeah um and knowing that it's every four or five weeks I think it will even help my mental capacity Absolutely, at times. Like, yeah. oh, that's coming up next week. That will be really good. Yeah. And even to do things like the zoo or um, a city experience like the museum on a weekday over the weekend mm-hmm. 
is a really nice experience. Yes. So much less busy than trying to get it in on a Saturday too. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be I'll awesome. Keep you updated. Yeah. Let us know. Yes. <laughs> Next week for the, the in-between episode, we're going to mm-hmm. be switching things up. We're no longer doing in-between episodes. Like we mentioned on our last one in the normal format where we upload it as an episode, you can come back to listen to, but we are wanting to trial something on the app peanut where we do a live chat instead. Mm-hmm. So we would love to invite anybody who is free and keen to connect with us on the app Peanut to download the app, log in and join our group. Which is This Is Our Village podcast community. So if you search for the This Is Our Village podcast community group and join us there, we are hoping to go live on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Melbourne time. So you can join us to chat. You can engage with us. You can just listen, whatever you like. And We'll try to put up a mini tutorial on our mm. stories because mm-hmm. it's not in the actual group that you have the chat. It's in the chat section of the app. So yeah. um, if you haven't used the app before, it won't make any sense. But if you go on, have an explore, there's some mm-hmm. pretty cool fe- um, features mm. on there. And yeah. bear with us as it will be our <laughs> first attempt. You can't really do a trial run without other people seeing. So it's yeah. going to be the trial on Sunday at 8.30. Yeah, so we'd love you to come and be yeah. a part of that trial. Yeah, and watch our socials for a little tutorial on how to find the group and how to connect in for that. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, this week's episode, we have Lisa Goins, my sister-in-law's mum. Yeah. Um, and my sister-in-law's name is also Haley Young. Yeah. But she is Haley with an I and I am Haley with a Y. Um, but it has caused many family many confusions over the years. <laughs> One year for KK, Christmas KK. Oh, no. Um, two people bought her presents for oh, both no. of us thinking. That they had her. I never ever and thought actually, of that. That's horrible. So I had her and someone else had me. And when I started to open my gift and she hadn't opened her gift, it was the stuff I had bought her. I was like, oh, no, they thought they had her. <laughs> <laughs> two Michelle oh. Obama becoming books and two backpacks. Oh, it's well. exactly the same. It was quite funny. Good grief. <laughs> but that was totally a sidetrack. We have uh, Lisa joining us mm-hmm. on the podcast this week. So Lisa is a health coach and she runs um, weight loss challenges, mm. but there is so much more to it just than weight loss in her work and mm-hmm. her passion. Uh, she used to be a missionary. She's a mama for a grandmother, I think, of seven now mm-hmm. um she loves god deeply and loves seeing people living life to its fullness mm. and in good health both physically and mentally mm. and she shares a lot about her health program as well but um overall a more her message is about um just healthy living mm. and living a fulfilling life so yeah it was really encouraging it was um challenging in mm. the right ways mm-hmm. and we really think you'll enjoy this conversation yeah, definitely enjoy today we have almost a bit of an extended family member of mine joining us today we have lisa goins who is my sister-in-law's mum mm-hmm. and she is from America and her mum is in Australia at the moment and mm. has um Yay. generously given us her time with um sending her precious family away so thank you for joining us Lisa yes it's really lovely to be here I'm thrilled to be here so good Lisa is a health coach and so much more she'll introduce herself in a moment um 
but the work that she's doing with women um, has both inspired Amy and I and motivated mm. us in different ways. And I just think, Lisa, the work you do um, and the wisdom you have will be a real mm. um, blessing mm. and encouragement mm. to people yeah. listening today. So, Absolutely. again, thank you. It's great. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Do you mind starting by telling us just a little bit about yourself and maybe sharing a bit about your background and your family? Sure. Um, I have been married 37 years, so that's pretty amazing in my Mm -hmm. opinion. (laughs) I'm thankful. And let's just give God all the glory for that, like right up front, right? (laughs) Um, And I have four children, and those four Mm -hmm. children are in their 30s. They're all married. Um, And I have eight grandchildren. And um, I started this journey... um, Well, my background, when I first um, was a young person before I had children, I worked in the corporate world. So my career has changed several times in my life. And I actually Mm -hmm. really love that. You know, I I just love um, that careers can, they don't have to be the same. Mm -hmm. You can have, I think this is my fourth career. Okay. So in the beginning, I worked for American Airlines. I was in travel. It was just really a fun time in my life. Um, and when I got married, um, we settled down and had four children in four years. And so (laughs) that was like complete domestic breakdown for a while. And I quit working and stayed Mm -hmm. home. And that Mm -hmm. was really great. And then, um, the Lord called us to be missionaries in Indonesia. So we picked up our four kids and went to Indonesia. Um, and we we were there for 10 years. So that was my missionary Mm. life and such a rich time. Mm. And then we had, we came home because of cancer and my husband had cancer and I had cancer. And so we got kind of jerked out of Indonesia, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. And within 30 days we were home and facing cancer. And so I'm in the hospital every day. I'm looking at, you know, our culture and obesity and sickness and all of that. And so I just got on my face, frankly, and just asked God, where are the hurting women in America? You know, I don't know what to do here, but like, where are they? And, um, I kept thinking I'm a runner. So I kept thinking about like, you know, working in the health field somehow, but I didn't know how to connect that or how that would connect. And, um, Cooper Institute is a very large institute for health in Dallas, and they do a lot of training. So I went there and I'm like, I like to run. I'm old. I got nothing else. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And she's like, we love you. We wish we had a hundred of you. Women Mm -hmm. love women who have walked the course, who understand what it's like and all of that. So I started there and became a personal trainer, worked in a small gym in Dallas, Texas for five years. And in that time, just did lots of other training. You know, I'm a women's fitness specialist. Um, Corrective exercise was one of my loves. Um, I became a holy yoga instructor. So I love teaching yoga. Um, A lot of different education. I became a life coach and a health coach. And so I've been doing all of this health, life, um, exercise, fitness, all of it for 10 years, about 10 years Mm -hmm. now back home. And so it's been wonderful. Mm. So good. Wow. You've touched on what I was going to ask next of how did you get into this? But And you've also shared, you can hear the excitement in your voice as you talk about Mm. it. But can you share a little bit more about um, what excites you about doing the work you're doing now and how this passion has grown from Mm. that first Mm. um, 
your starting point, I guess, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, generally speaking, missionaries are about the unhealthiest people in the world. <laughs> they are living all over the planet and they don't think about what they eat and they don't think about anything except mm-hmm. helping people. <laughs> and so I realized when I came home how unhealthy I was as well. You know, I had just really, and that's, and that's not wrong for a season to just, you know, lay it all down. It's not wrong. But I realized that what what got into my heart is that this thing, this health piece is a stewardship issue, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about looking great, although that's nice. We all like to look great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For honest, I mean, it's just, it's about stewarding. We are God's workmanship. And he created us for really good things. And it's about stewarding that well. And what does that really look like to steward your health and to have that overarching theme of stewardship on your health, like Mm -hmm. every part of your health? You know, what does that mean? And so for me, I decided I wanted to write a different story with my life. And I wanted God and I to get together and I wanted a different a different outcome, a different reality. I want to be able to serve God till the very last breath. Mm. Right. And when I was in Indonesia, we would have young, um, we would have short termers come over to help and they couldn't do a lot of the things because they were unhealthy, mm-hmm. uh, like hike the mountains of Indonesia or go into some of the villages and stuff. And so it's that, that's what got into my heart. Like this is a stewardship issue mm. and this is important. Um, this is a really important piece for a lot of different reasons than what we see out there today. You know, I mean, exercise and fitness and looking good and all of that. There's way more to this than that. So mm-hmm. I started, you know, really thinking about that and praying into that. And I was in Germany and my daughter lives there and her friend was like, you know, I think I need some life coaching. And so she came, um, and this is, this is just a great story. And this is me giving God all the credit for how he has developed this business. Because at the same time, right when I left Germany, COVID started. Mm, so wow, I had to yeah. leave the gym, right. And leave all my platforms and move home and be in an office and like, what is going to happen? I, yeah. I don't know how this is going to work. So she said, I think I'd like some life coaching. So I met with her and we did kind of life and health blended together. And she was turning 40 in like six months. And so when she turned 40, she had met all of her goals and lost weight and ran a 5K and plastered all of her social media, right? So Mm -hmm. so successful. And she said, you know, I have eight friends that want to do this too. And I'm like, hey, great let's do a group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. It was just like, Oh, okay. And so those eight people came into my first group and almost all of them were missionaries all over, mm, Ger- all over wow. Europe, really. And so that one of them had been in Germany for quite a while and she had a very big reach and she came on the first call and was like, uh, you know, I just don't think this will work, but I'm going to give it a shot short story. She had great success. And when she put up her social you know, her post after the group, 30 people wanted in wow. oh my gosh. from like 10 countries. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, I was like that too. I put the verse in my bookcase immediately, immediately that says you, this is more than you can ask or imagine Lisa. <laughs> and I was just like praying, like, I don't know how to do this God. So I, so that I ran three groups right away. And so he exploded this in a very organic, I didn't go for it. I mean, I'm doing what I should do. I'm stewarding the business. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm posting, I'm doing, you know, 
I think, you know, I'm trying to do what I should do, but really it's just him totally behind the scenes yeah. and totally leading it in every way. And it's just continuing to happen. I just finished my 10th group. So we've been going with groups for a while and it's hundred percent successful because, um, and this is the real piece that I want to share here is that I do daily accountability. Mm-hmm. So that means that I talk to you every day. And I don't know, I haven't been able to find anything out there in this area, like weight loss and health, where someone is willing to link pinkies with you every day. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's out there. And I don't know how long I'll do it. But right now, it is just the love. It's my love. Mm -hmm. I love to have that daily accountability. So people will send their log to me at night. They'll send, they'll step on the scale in the morning, snap a picture and text it to me. And then I interact with them in the day. And there's an education that's going on in your brain while you're doing that. And uh, I'll talk about a little bit more about that when I talk about how the health journey and the spiritual journey are similar. Mm-hmm. But that daily accountability piece is amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it's just been, um, yeah, crazy. And that daily accountability piece was also from God. Um, a trainer friend of mine, Carla, called me right about that time in 2020 and said, hey, it's COVID. I'm gaining weight. Let's hold each other accountable. I went, hey, great idea. Let's do that every day. Mm-hmm. Like, boom. And that was like, boom. So that program, I have a daily accountability program that's just daily accountability. And that has just gone viral. Like people, mm. people love that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So that's, that brings me kind of to where I am today. And, um, I love teaching people more about health than just losing weight. So people come in with that idea. Like Mm -hmm. I definitely want to lose weight and that's fine. Um, but in my program, I talk about identity, self-sabotage, emotional eating, stress, all of it. It all comes into that 10 week program that I offer. Mm -hmm. And so often on the last call, people will say, I came here for weight loss, but I'm leaving with a completely different mindset and praise God. Mm -hmm. That's what we're after. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm after. Wow. I love it. It's amazing. That's so good. Yeah, I love it. One of the things that I'm really passionate about is because this has been a a massive journey for me in my insecurities and my body image and my health. Mm. And so I'm very passionate about helping my kids grow up in the best way possible, equipping them the best way possible from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I also (laughs) don't need to be equipped to do that. But I guess the question for you is, as a mom and as a parent, mm. how can we look at our health in a positive way and break some of these things that have maybe been from our childhood? And how can we pass it on to our kids and set them up for success in the way that they see themselves mm-hmm. and the way that they see health? And the way they see us as well, like yeah, exactly. um, and our health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great question. It's a great question. Um, first, I will say that um, modeling it is number one, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to model this. This Mm -hmm. is, you have to live it. Yeah. Uh, They're not going to, you know, kids see right through us. They're not going to, you know, words don't mean much. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you have to model it. And so, um, you know, going through a program like mine, the 10 week program really sets moms up Mm -hmm. for, you know, so many different parts of health and training their children. And I do talk about that. We even have a mom's menu and a kid's menu, how you can eat and then how your family eats. You know, Mm -hmm. we're developing, we're even putting together a mom's um, life slash health coach group for later in the year. So it's really important. I love this question. Thank Mm -hmm. you for asking this question. Super, super important. Mm -hmm. And um, my daughters have lost 
a lot of weight in this program as well. My own two daughters and my daughter in Germany lost 100 pounds and she has three children and how she cooks for them and how she deals with them and all. I've watched it. So I'm just saying mm. that as a testimony, I've watched <laughs> it unfold right yeah. into yeah. her children's life, lives. And so... Um, some of the, so this, so number one, it's like, go through something. If it's not my program, educate yourself somehow, you know, mm. in this area, because it is going to be an issue for your children. They need to learn, first of all, how to eat. Um, and in my alumni program, we did a whole class for moms on how to feed your children. Like mm. let, like turn on those, those colorful foods was one of the things, you know, mm -hmm. turn those on, make those appealing, you know, get them attracted to those, um, teach your kids what's an appropriate size. Like what is, what is an appropriate portion of pizza? Can we just talk about that? Like for a junior high kid, like mm -hmm. what is that, you know, and then teaching them, beginning to teach them and focusing on what they can have and rather than what they can't have Yes, and yeah. not making it be about you and your diet. You're modeling it behind the scenes, but it's not about, you know, you and how you're going to eat because that always backfires when moms are like, okay, we have a new plan. We're going to do this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. So, you know, you're modeling it behind the scenes for them. And like for me as a runner, I was running with my kids when they were in high school. When when Mackenzie graduated from college, I joined her and we we ran a 15 mile race together, you wow. know. So little kids, it starts there, mm -hmm. but it needs to just continue, you know, mm -hmm. like into this day, my kids are in their 30s and both my daughters are working with me in my business. So, um, yeah, so some of those ideas, you model it, you teach it along the way as you're eating. Like one of the things we do in my program is we slow down eating Mm -hmm. So, so such a big thing to practice, which is so hard. And so you teach that as you're doing it, you just go, Hey, you know, I think we're going to eat slower. Can you taste that food in your mm -hmm. mouth? You know, and just practicing like, am I tasting my food? You know, cause mm -hmm. that's all about digestion and there's mm -hmm. a lot behind that, but slowing yeah. down eating. So hard to do as a parent when you can get it. Right. And we, yeah, exactly. So you might have to eat at a different time, you know? Yeah. Um, and the last thing I want to say about that is each person is unique. Mm -hmm. Um, actually there's two more things I want to say. The first one is be careful with sugar because sugar starts it all. It's an addiction, you know, yeah. it just starts it all. And with kids, sh kids and sugar, it's like, we're going to have a party. Here's a cake. We're going to have a party. Here's a treat, the special you know, things. Yeah. rewarding them with sugar, having those special events, you know, um, it's not wrong to have that, but learning how to limit that in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you a story this week. I was like, where's Parker? I just changed Will. I see his doors closed. I'm like, that's weird. I go in, he's found a bag of sugar from the pantry. He's sitting on his bed with a bag of sugar and a teaspoon. He's like, look, mum, I found sugar. I was like, oh, did you, buddy? I was like, that's not for eating on its own. So he's just turned three. He's like, sorry, mum, we better put it away now, right? I was like, yeah, I think we've got to put it away. I was like, oh, my gosh, who does this? <laughs> Toddlers. So yeah. yes. this is a good reminder, but yeah, it's and it addictive, is addictively. So yeah, mm -hmm. very, yeah. very. And that's a great story. I love that. Movie. That's great. And that's just classic. Like I'll just yeah. add that to my program. Okay. Like that's just classic. If the kids can get to the sugar in the pantry and bring it out with a spoon, yeah. they will. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, our brains love sugar, mm -hmm. you know, and they remember it when we eat yeah. it, they remember it. And mm -hmm. so like I was with, um, 
yeah, my friends who are grandmas, sometimes they'll say, oh, those are for the kids, that kind of thing. Well, why are those for the kids? You know, mm. why are we giving the children the bad food? <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, so just really limiting sugar and paying attention to what that is and your kids mindset about sugar, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of paying attention to that, like, you know, um, and teaching them along the way at appropriate ages, you know, mm-hmm. what sugar really is, you know? Yeah. Um, and the last thing is really their uniqueness, you know, like everyone's body styles different as they become teenagers, super important for girls, mm-hmm. especially with boys too, you mm-hmm. know, just your unique, everyone's different and not paying so much attention to maybe how you look, but more health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And in terms of how um, us as mums talk about our own body and our own health, mm-hmm. um, I know you could probably talk to us for a day about this, but is there <laughs> um, a little something you could say about how do you encourage mums to yeah, change their own, the voice in their head and then what comes out in front of their kids as well? Mm. Well, changing the voice in your head, that's the hard part Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we have programs running in there telling us we're not pretty enough. We don't look like so-and-so, all of those things, right? Whatever it is for you, it's Mm -hmm. different for everyone, right? Um, And that's another mindset shift that I see happening as people go through my program is starting Mm -hmm. to embrace who they really are as a healthy person, Mm -hmm. right? And viewing themselves through God's eyes, Mm you know, and embracing some of the things that you might think that, you know, you don't like about yourself. For example, I have things about me that I'll like, I have, I've had to do a lot of videos cause I'm in business now and now I'm global, you know, so it's like, there's things I don't like, like, you know, mm-hmm. some things about my teeth and stuff, but you know, I'll ask my younger teammates, you know, did you notice that? No. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like, you know, just not just, just training yourself to not be so fixated on the perfect you, but more Mm -hmm. the healthy you, the child of God, the workmanship that you are, the beautiful workmanship that we each are. Mm -hmm. So that mindset shift first, and then what comes out of your mouth will come from that. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll just come from that, you know? Yeah. It's a big one, hey. Mm-hmm. It really is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something it that I um I've been really aware of ever since, especially having Ellie, because with the boys I just felt different. Well, when Ellie was born, like mm-hmm. immediately I was like struck with the gravity of this like journey that I'm going to be passing on for her. Because for me, that was a big thing that was passed on to me as a right. daughter, and um so I've been super aware of it, and I like I never. I, I never comment on, you know, my weight or whatever in front of the kids. I never say it. And I, I've like really, mm. really tried. But even the other day, I can't even remember how it came up. But Blair's like, I've just noticed like you've been talking really negatively about yourself around the kids. And I'm mm. like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, I haven't. I, I never say negative things. Like I'm, I'm intentional to never say like, oh, I feel really fat in front of them or whatever. But it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Like you said, it co- like what's going on inside yeah. comes out. And obviously, even if you're like cutting out the words or whatever it is, like the attitude is what's going to come out. And people see when you're with your family 24 seven and they know you like nobody else, they see the attitudes, whether or not they're mm-hmm. hearing it. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, it's one thing to trick people that you don't see very often and put a put up a front. But it's a whole different thing when it's your family and your kids that just observe mm-hmm. you constantly. Mm-hmm. That's so well said. So well said, Amy. And it's about integrity. Mm. It's yeah. about living on the inside the way you're living on the outside. Yeah. 
And even even teaching this stuff a lot has gone into me more and more. And I've noticed on this vacation that I've just spent in Australia for two months that I have been able to I, I'm experiencing myself differently, mm. you know, um, and it's just a beautiful thing. So what goes on, on the inside, the changes that you make on the inside, they come out mm-hmm. and that's transformation. Mm-hmm. And that's really well said. I want to give honor to my mum and dad, I guess, in the way they didn't talk negatively about their bodies and not even necessarily, uh, they just didn't talk about them much. Like Mm. I really, I guess, am a testament to how a healthy being Mm -hmm. can share healthy body image because um, it was just never an issue. And I know that you can get um, those influences from other um, people and sources, especially in teenage years. But uh, I am amazed looking back at my mum and dad were healthy, but it was just never their sole focus. Um, their bodies served them and served our family, I think. But mm. um, I just didn't hear negative talk about them. And so I yeah. didn't then see my body like yeah. that. I don't know if this is coming out right. but um, No, it is, yeah. It's a... It's something that I think about often with my boys now too because I'm like, okay, mm. how did they do that? What can I learn from them in terms of I think they did a lot of stuff right in um, mm. that regards and how can I how can I copy that? That's beautiful. I wish that was more true for people. Mm. Well, and I guess it's not most people's self-journeys um, right. which make it hard. right. So I really love how, Lisa, you talk about that it's not just about weight loss and looking good, although that's often a starting point for Mm -hmm. people. Um, And it's not just about physical health. So can you share a little bit about how our physical health journey and our spiritual health journey um, actually have a lot of similarities? Sure. Mm. (laughs) I I hope I don't talk talk too long about this. Go for it. So how is the spiritual journey and the health journey similar? So I've been making notes on this for several years because I keep seeing things, right? Mm. How they're similar. So I'm going to just talk briefly about six things um, that are really, I feel at the top of the list and really important. And the first one is that it takes a lot. It takes, it takes lots and lots and lots of time. Okay. So, (laughs) I will say to people, I can pray, you can pray fast or you can connect with God, Mm. but you cannot do both, you know? Mm. And so this time frame of like, you know, I can read the Bible in a day, right? But I'm not going to know God. I'm going to know about God, right? But to know him, it takes Mm -hmm. years of Mm -hmm. reading my Bible and spending time with him, right? Mm. And so in the same way with health, I can exercise for a whole day, you know, but I'm not going to be fit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it just takes a lot of time, you know, it takes, it, yeah. you have to pay attention to it and it takes time. So the first thing is that it's a lot of time and it's, and it's an, it's a lifelong journey that mm-hmm. kind of goes subheading under that. So people will say, mm-hmm. I don't, I hope I don't have to do this forever. I'm like, Oh, really? Okay. Well, let's talk about that. But I'll say, you know, we don't set a budget with our money. 
and then close the book and say, oh, I hope I don't have to do that forever, right? Mm. We kind of embrace the fact that we have to steward our money, Mm. right, and our relationships, right? And it's the same with our health. You know, it it is a Mm long-term thing, and that's why I have an alumni program, and I just continue on. I'm really big on holding on to my people long-term, as long as they need me, because it's a it takes a lot of time, and we have to be patient with that. So that's the first thing. The second thing Mm -hmm. is it takes practice, All right. So practice, I've been doing my graduate work in spiritual direction and I'm learning the spiritual practices. And for the first time in my life, I'm really learning them. I'm really understanding how do how do you practice Sabbath? You know, what does that mean to stop, which is what Sabbath actually means, Mm -hmm. just to stop? What does that look like in our busy, crazy, hurried world, right? Um, And I'm practicing silence and solitude and experiencing and experimenting with some of the spiritual practices, right? And practice is a really key word in all of life. Um, And so when I practice one of those, I'm actually making, creating space for God to show up, you know, to... Um, speak to me um, so that I can experience him. That practice is what, you know, is what's helping me do that. And so I'm creating space for change, really. I'm creating environment Mm -hmm. for change, conditions, maybe conditions is the right word for change. And it's the same with health. You know, when I take, when Mm -hmm. I practice tracking my food, right. When I'm, I'm actually meal planning when I'm doing that, right. Mm -hmm. When I practice getting on the scale every day, and I'm going to talk about that a little more in a second, when I practice exercising or becoming better at something, right? Um, I'm practicing my spiritual journey. And in the Mm -hmm. program, I will give people something to do for, I'll introduce a topic, I'll teach on it, and then we all practice it for a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if I want to become a healthy person, Mm -hmm. I have to act like a healthy person. I have to do what healthy people do. I have to live into that. And so, for example, the 20-minute meal is one of the sessions that I teach Mm -hmm. where we slow down eating. So we practice that at every meal. We start to make it and, you know, practice does not make perfect. Practice actually is just our way of... um, learning because when you practice, you expect to fail some, right? And it takes that to really learn and to own things Mm -hmm. when we practice something. So yeah, so practicing, you know, the 20 minute meal, practicing, tracking your food, practicing, you know, all of those concepts, hunger and fullness is another one that I teach. So Mm -hmm. let's tune in and become aware of hunger, right? And my third thing is consistency and awareness. So in the spiritual life, I have to tune in, right? Um, You know, living like Jesus requires that Mm -hmm. I am connected to the vine, right? And I abide with him and I have to tune in. I have to be aware, Mm -hmm. like God's here all the time. It's my awareness that's missing. And so as I become more aware, you know, it's the same thing in the spiritual, in the health journey is I can't like eat mindlessly, you know, and expect to be healthy. I can't just be tuned out. So awareness and consistency um, are really important Mm -hmm. in our spiritual life and also in our health journey. Um, Another one is checking in. So this fits Mm -hmm. under kind of a subtitle of consistency. And in my program, people weigh in every day. And this is what I was talking about before in daily accountability, right? Um, So when I sit down with God in the morning, Mm -hmm. I am checking in essentially, right? With my soul, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm letting my soul catch up to my body in John Mark Comer's words, who's who's a guy I really enjoy listening to. 
So I'm checking in, you know, is there something I need to forgive? Is there someone, you know, is there something I need to confess? You know, I'm checking in. And so the same way when in the health Mm -hmm. journey, when I step on that scale, it's nothing more than just checking in. That's kind of my health quiet time. I'm going to step on step on the scale and I'm going to check in and I mm-hmm. call it data collection. All we're doing is gathering data, right? And so you're logging your food and you're stepping on the scale and you're learning, oh, you know, I can't eat carrots, you know, but I can eat this. I mean, we're learning about your metabolism. We're learning, we're checking in. And so that consistency and checking in and becoming aware, um, that daily touch, um, is super important because if I just don't, if I just meet with God once a week or just check in once a week, I'm not really going to be walking with God, which I love to do. And so it's that checking in daily Mm -hmm. is also really similar. Um, Also, there is, there are hills and valleys. So in our spiritual life, right? I mean, we have, we have highs and lows and things like that. And Mm -hmm. that's similar to the health journey in that we expect in weight loss, there's two things here in weight loss. We expect it to be linear. If I get on a plan, I'm going to lose a pound a day, right? Well, I'm here to tell you, I got a little, I've got a little icon that goes like this because (laughs) it's up and down. It's up and down and up and down. And so many times people say, you know, I'll, I'll text them and at, when they've gained a pound and I'll be, I've been watching them. I've been watching their journey every day. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not worried. And they'll be like, what? If I had, if I was doing this on my own, I would have totally thrown in the towel. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried, you know, or tweak this and tweak that. And let's see what happens tomorrow. And we mm-hmm. learn. And with every single person that comes through my group is a research project. I am learning them. They are learning themselves and together we are studying them. Right. Mm. And so anyway, so that con- that daily connecting mm-hmm. um, and the hills and valleys of weight loss is really important. And also the hills and valleys of life that affect your health. You know, mm. maybe something's going on and you're mm-hmm. not sleeping. Well, if you're not sleeping, yeah. it's pretty hard to lose weight, you know, mm. or maybe you're really stressed and your cortisol levels are super high, you know, that kind of thing. Then you're not going to lose weight. So the hills and valleys of life also you know, go on in the health journey as well, just like in the spiritual life. So, and the last thing is temptation, right? Temptation is so true in our spiritual life. And Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that, um, these donuts over here at donut King in Victoria are pretty doggone (laughs) tempting. All right. (laughs) Like I'm having a really hard time. In fact, I didn't resist (laughs) them one day. And I talk about making an informed decision. Like, um, in the 10 weeks, you build your own meal plan with me. We figure out exactly what you, what you can eat for your body. And then if you decide to go off that plan and go out and have donuts, that is totally fine. You are making an informed decision Mm -hmm. to do that. And then you're making an informed decision to come back on the plan. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of home base and people have freedom in that. So it's not, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you're free to make Mm. your choice. And so I made a choice and I went to donut King and I had like three donuts Mm -hmm. and I was like, I was asleep all afternoon because that's what (laughs) happens when you eat sugar. But anyway, I enjoyed it and it was totally (laughs) fine. So, um, so yeah, it's temptations, you know, I tell people environment matters, you know, what's in your pantry matters because the Mm -hmm. environment is going to win out every time at midnight. You know, so if you have things that are tempting that are in your pantry, they're going to win out over you. So you might want to look at that. So, so yeah, those are just, you know, those are our health improves over time. Character is grown, 
you know, our character has grown over time. And it's the same way in our health journey. Over time, by abiding mm-hmm. with God, we're grown. By walking with him, we're grown. Our character grows. And by paying attention to our health and living into that journey, we're, we also grow. And we become really good stewards of our health. Mm-hmm. I love how you... Um talk about things in quite a logical way really like the data collection and Mm -hmm. um, informed choices and I'm definitely a feelings person I feel my way through things but um, a number of months ago I wasn't fitting into my clothes after having will and so I was talking Mm -hmm. to Hayley your daughter Mm -hmm. and I'm like I just need to lose five kilos and my Mm -hmm. the number on the scale is not being important to me but I fitting into my clothes and not buying new clothes was important to me, um, last year. And she said, you need to weigh yourself every day. She was giving me some of your tips. And I was like, I don't want to weigh myself every day. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that to be a priority, how much I weigh. And she's like, that's not what it's about. It's about seeing how your body's responding Mm. to what you're eating and how you're eating. I'm like, oh gosh, like this is like, I wasn't wanting to not weigh myself because I didn't want to see the number. I just didn't want it to be Mm. a big thing to me Mm. because it hasn't been. And Mm -hmm. it was, um, a really good challenge of Mm. continuing Mm. to just look at it as data collection and how my body was responding and, um, that daily checking in. And it's, as you said, exactly the same with our Mm. spiritual life as well. We don't have to be emotional about these choices. That's not what drives us to having good systems and routines and growing. It's being quite practical and logical about if we do it daily, we will grow, Mm. we will connect. Yeah. Taking the emotion out of it really helps people a lot. It gives them permission. You know, I just give them Mm. permission to just settle down about all that, you know, Mm. because if they do what I teach them, and they, you know, are with me every day and I'm with them, it will, they will go in a right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, I love Eugene Peterson's, um, quote, a long, slow obedience in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a long, slow obedience in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I feel so much that way about health, about weight Mm -hmm. loss in particular, but also about health. Yeah. 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 Mm. So good. Yeah. And so can you explain to us a little bit about what someone can do from here if they are listening and they're like, oh, I'm keen. Like what, what can they do? So, um, in September, I have groups in January, April and September. And, um, I do a zoom information call online. That's free. That's complimentary that people come to. And I post those all over my social media. So people know when those calls are and they can get on a zoom call and uh, that calls about 20 minutes long. And it's just me explaining the group, you know, this is what it requires. This is what it's about, you know, come on down. And as soon as they get off the call, they can email me and then it starts the process Mm -hmm. and then they go into a group and, um, um, the groups are 10 weeks and yeah, so it's pretty easy to find me. I'm like really easy to find out there on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> so just come to a zoom call. But the other thing is my phone number is right on my Instagram. So people can, they can message me or text me. Sometimes people will want to get on daily accountability because the group isn't happening right now, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so I do have a program where they can come on daily accountability if I'm not running a group so they can go ahead and get started and learn about macros. I haven't talked a lot about macros on this podcast, but I teach a lot about macros and get people understanding how to put their foods together. And so I can get them started on the daily accountability and then they move into a group. 
Mm-hmm. And then I have an alumni program. So I also do the 10 week program individually. If people want that, it doesn't have to be in a group. I don't have a lot of slots, individual slots open, um, but I will do it individually. It's a little more expensive, but I can do that as well. Mm-hmm. But I've designed my programs, the daily accountability, the group and the alumni program so that it's kind of, it, it kind of flows. You know, you can go in the daily, then you can go in a group, then you can go to alumni. If you're in the alumni program, you're go- you've gone from weighing in daily to weighing in to sending me your weight once a week. It's actually the best weight of your week. You still weigh every day for yourself, but you're sending it to me once a week. And so some people will be like, wait, I want to be back on daily for a little bit and they'll pop back. So you can kind of, people can go back and forth between those programs. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely link the socials into this post with this episode as well. So it's easy for people to just click on it and head your way. And your Instagram is going strong, but G-O-I-N, your last name. Uh-huh. And then strong. Is that right? That's right. And my last name is actually G-O-I-N-S. And the S is on, there's only one S in going strong. G-O-I-N-S-T-R-O-N-G. Yeah. Going strong dot coaching. That's correct. Going strong dot coaching. Yeah. On Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a link tree in my Instagram now and people can go in and see all the, what I offer and the prices and things like that. So, yeah. And it doesn't matter yeah. where they are. No, in the world, not at all. That no, uh-uh. it just did time zones. So I'm, I'm becoming a time zone expert. Yeah. Over <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I had, I think nine countries in my last group. Wow. And so just, you know, people sign on at my central time, wherever they are and yeah, it just works in every country. It's just, it's pretty global. In fact, in the Zoom call, I call it the global community of health. Mm. It's just turning into this global community of health where people are kind of speaking the same language. Those of us in the alumni group, we, you know, we know what it means, what hunger and fullness means. We know what macros mean, you know, and we're spreading that, Mm. spreading our, telling (laughs) our stories. And that's why I have the before and afters on Instagram. Um, because people out there need to know, I mean, they, a lot of people are lost and they've done everything. And that's another Mm -hmm. really common comment I get when people come in is I've tried everything, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so it's important for my alumni and my clients to tell their stories and they do that because they're excited, right? They've lost the weight. They feel good. There's a lot of non-scale victories that we focus Mm -hmm. on in the program too. You know, like I got back in my wedding dress or I'm wearing my wedding rings or I mean, so many non-scale victories as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so anywhere in the world, just come on down. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Lisa, we have four questions that we ask every guest at the end of an episode. So the first one is, um, and I know you said your kids are in your thirties, but looking back at your motherhood journey, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, let's see. I think the biggest piece of advice, uh, would be don't worry. Just don't Mm -hmm. worry because worry produces absolutely nothing. It produces nothing. And however you can figure that out, Mm -hmm. uh, it's really hard with little kids or, you know, we have a lot to worry about. And I realize now as an older mom, um, a lot of those things I worried about never happened. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, the statistics are that 98% of everything you worry about never happens. And so you have to evaluate how much time am I spending living in the future 
for my kids or for me or the family? How much time am I fretting and worrying and living in the future? Because that's time you can be present with your family. Mm. And so mm. I'm a big advocate on being in the moment and I haven't gotten it down perfectly. I am not perfect at it at all. I practice it. Yes, I practice it continually because mm-hmm. when I do live in the moment, it's so lovely. It's so mm. wonderful. And I can't, I don't have tomorrow. I don't. Mm-hmm. And so it's a learning, you know, it's a practice actually as a young mom, yeah. but practice just I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about all the things I worried about they all worked out I'm here they all worked out (laughs) yeah I love that and I definitely need to practice that yes (laughs) we all do yes um the next question is what are you currently reading or listening to well I am I am in a spiritual direction program, which I mentioned before. So I'm reading a lot. I've read, read, read a ton. And I'm actually writing a book also, by the oh, way. Oh, that's exciting. On the side, I know. <laughs> I've actually been writing for a while. I love to write. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I'm hoping to actually write, finish my book in... 2023. That's kind of what I'm shooting for, but I'm reading right now. I'm reading, um, intimacy with God. I don't have the book right with me. Um, it's by Keating. It's just a book about how to get really quiet with God. Mm -hmm. Um, and how, what does that mean? Like centering prayer? What does that really mean to get really quiet with God? And then when you are able to practice that kind of stillness, Um, When you go into your day, you go into your day differently and Mm. you can be a more non-anxious presence. So currently I'm reading that one. Um, I read a lot of John Mark's stuff. I listen to a lot of John Mark Comer's stuff. Um, So, yeah, that's what I'm reading currently. Awesome. How have you been connecting to God in this last year and in this current Mm. season of life, motherhood, being a grandma? Yes, really. Um, Well, again, these practicing the spiritual disciplines, there's a spiritual disciplines workbook that you can buy. um, And it has like 50 spiritual disciplines in it. Mm. And so I purposed to choose one per year. And last year, um, I chose Sabbath. And so I'm practicing Sabbath. That's how I'm connecting with God. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that I go off digital media Friday evening. I turn it off. Um, And I don't come back on until Sunday afternoon. And Mm -hmm. in my my Sabbath day, there are three things that I don't do. I don't work. I don't worry. And I don't want. Those are the three things. And so that's really pretty hard. Like all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'll be thinking, okay, did Haley lose a pound yesterday? You know, no, Lisa, you're working. Stop, you know, and mm-hmm. or like, oh no, I hope the kids are okay. You know, no, I'm worrying. Or I think I'll pull up Amazon. No, excuse me. I'm wanting. And it sounds simple, but it has no, taken me like so a year. <laughs> and, and that yeah. practice of stopping that constant thinking, that's really a God-designed mm-hmm. um, computer system we have in our head. It's really great. Mm-hmm. But it's also designed to slow down yeah. and to focus, yeah. you know? And that's what Jesus did when he pulled away often to be with the Father. Mm-hmm. And so I've been practicing that. So Sabbath is what I'm practicing and connecting with God includes like journaling. It includes a lot of 
of listening. Mm -hmm. Um, it includes praying It includes being in his word. And I do have the time cause I don't have little children under my feet. Um, but here I have had a child, a small child under my feet here in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's made me reappreciate how tough it is to get that time. Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't have to be a really long time. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of connecting 10 minutes in the morning. It's just, if you just connect with God, you know, and, and reading your little devotional going into your day, that's not, that's not the same, you know? Um, and so that's how I'm connecting with God. And I'm a big, I I feel really passionate about it because I didn't learn that along the way a lot in the Western church. You know, I didn't learn a lot about connecting with God. I learned a lot about quiet time and how to read my devotional and all of that, but to really get quiet and be with, Mm. be with, which is what, you know, what, what it's all about. Jesus, mm-hmm. Emmanuel, be with, that's a different practice. Yeah. And I'm loving that. I think that's going to be increasingly uh, one of the more important things for people mm-hmm. to be practicing because it's becoming increasingly difficult every year. Yeah. And I also True. think what you just said was really fascinating too, because you're, you'd made a dis- the distinction between having quiet time and actually connecting with God. And I think that's a good example of exactly what we've talked about across the board because we whether it's health or spirituality we know the I guess the rules of things and we know that I shoulds I shoulds or I shouldn't how to tick the box yeah but we don't know we don't really understand the experience and the joy and the enjoyment that can come mm-hmm. and the actual like practical outworking of that whether it's health or spending time with God and I think that's another good yeah like we could have a quiet time every day and not connect with God. We could mm. eat healthy every day and still not be healthy. We could be eating mm-hmm. healthy with the rules and not be healthy inside. So I think I love that. Yeah, that's mm. really exactly right. And I, I wake up at five o'clock sometimes because, well, A, I love coffee. Let's just face it. But <laughs> I wake up at five o'clock because I just can't wait to be with God. Wow. Amazing. Uh, and once you start, you're right. You, you It's enjoyment. You're mm, right. You're mm. exactly right, Amy. And, um, so I, I also have a international business that I'm running and it's very busy. It can be really, really busy. And I serve over a hundred people right now. I have over a hundred clients. And so, you know, I don't have little kids, but I do have things. Mm -hmm. And so I love what you said about enjoyment. It's, it's more of an invitation. It's like an invitation, you know, Mm -hmm. not like I have to get up and be with God. I can't wait. Once I started these practices, like I can't wait to get out of bed and, and be with God. Mm. How beautiful. Yeah. It's really that just brings it. joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the last question is, what is one of your favorite Bible verses or scriptures? Mm. Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Mm. Jeremiah 33, 3. I love that for my life and for my business. I love if you do not give up, you will reap a harvest. And I'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. Galatians 6, 9, I think. You have to, I, I think oh, it's well done. <laughs> someone will check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. That's just a overarching verse that I love from my business. Amen. So thank you yeah. so much for your time, for your yeah. wisdom, for sharing your experience with us. Yeah. This has been fantastic. Mm, thank you so much for having me today. I just have loved meeting both of you. And I love what you're doing with your podcast and all the people that you're reaching and all the moms that are benefiting from so much great on this podcast. And I just uh, feel honored, very honored to be 
part of your podcast and to be here today. So thank you. Thank you. And until next time, this is our village. Thank you for joining us today on This Is Our Village. If you enjoyed the podcast, please remember to like, subscribe and review. And please share it with any mums that you think might benefit from this community. This is our village, but we'd love it to be your village too.